Hello everyone. Yes, you guessed it right. This is the best episode so far. Because it might be relevant for too many people. And you have my word that by the end of this episode, you will have gained valuable new insights about dating and relationships. If you ever ask yourself, where can I find my soulmate in the space time? Or whether your future partner is hiding in this universe or another parallel universe? Well, I will not be able to send you their GPS pin, but I can give you a close approximation or at least guide you on how to find it. So tune in and don't miss any minute on today's episode and learn how to navigate dating and relationships in the multiverse. I'll also provide relatable experiences from my own personal life, which will make things more real and interesting. I've encountered an array of remarkable people, each offering unique insights into the art of forming connections, from friendships that have stood the test of time to romantic entanglements that left lasting impressions on me. These experiences have given me a multiverse of perspectives on love and companionship, and I'm ready to share with you everything I know about that. First of all, let's discuss briefly the dating world today. Nowadays, dating and love is harder than ever, and this is due to multiple reasons. Reasons like the freedom that we have in our modern life, the globalization that we are living in, and social media. So let me explain. First, we're talking about the freedom. This might sound odd and unpopular, but in my opinion, the freedom that we have over our life today is unprecedented. Because always throughout the history of humankind, we had guidelines like society, religion, and social norms setting our paths through our lives. But nowadays, we are taking a more liberal direction and individualist approach where I'm responsible and I'm the only one responsible for all the decisions I make in my life. And this gives us lots of freedom, but at the same time, it puts us under a lot of pressure and it leaves us kind of lost without a clear path. And this applies also to dating. And let's say in the old days, we had like traditional marriages where love was not even part of the equation sometimes. But nowadays we have a lot to consider about our partners because we have to choose them ourselves and not by some external factors. And this is a big game changer because now we have unlimited options. And mixing it with the globalization that we are currently living in, we literally have millions of potential people that we can choose from to date. But this at the same time leaves us with something called the paradox of choice. The paradox of choice is a concept that suggests having too many options can lead to a feeling of confusion, stress, and even dissatisfaction. It's like standing in front of a buffet with so many dishes that you can't decide what to eat. And it leaves you less satisfied with your final choice. Because like you'll start thinking, what if I tried the other meal? Or when you have to choose between 50 ice cream flavors. Imagine how stressful is this and 
how unsatisfied you'll end up after choosing one and regretting not trying the other. This is exactly what's happening with us currently in our dating lives. Because we're simply no longer controlled by our society or parents' decisions, but we can choose whoever we can find suitable. But the question is, how can we find that suitable person? But even when we find someone, what if I can find another person who is 1% better? On top of that, we are scrolling in our social media and watching other people's lives and setting expectations and examples for ourselves, which are completely unrealistic. And it's not very intuitive to understand, but love that we see on social media is not real. It's just the same as love that we see on movies, but on movies it's clearly stated that it's fictional, where on social media it's claimed that it's the real life, where actually it's far from it. But we are here now. We're sitting and trying to find where is our soulmate. And this is another misconception about love, which is the existence of a soulmate. Many people believe that there is only one person that they can match with and they have to find him or find her, which is completely untrue and unrealistic. And this is one of the examples of some personality traits that also stand in the way of us finding love. And you can find more about that in the book Uh, How to Not Die Alone. It's a very interesting book about relationships where the author, Logan Uri, classifies people who struggle to find love into three different categories. And she even has a test for that, so you can try to search for it. So there are the romanticizers, which are people I just mentioned who believe that there is only one soulmate for them and they are just sitting and waiting for them to appear in their lives. There are also the maximizers, which I also talked about briefly. Maximizers are people who try always to get their best possible option. And it's, it's simply if you are spending like hours when you are buying your products online, choosing between different products, reading all the reviews, then you might probably fall into this category because maximizers always ask ask themselves, how can I be 1% more satisfied? Or can I find an option that is even maybe a little bit better? And I honestly find myself in this category because I always try to find the best possible option, but At the same time, this means that I'll have a hard time finding it because usually the best option or the perfect does not really exist. And I had to learn this lesson the hard way that relationships are not meant to be, but rather we are the ones who make the relationship work or not. Of course, there are some fundamental factors that play a role in the couple compatibility, but usually it's easier than we think. And the boxes that they have to check are far fewer than we can expect. In fact, there are only four, and we'll come back to that later. 
after describing the third personal trait, which is the hesitator. And hesitators are people who are very hesitant to start relationships because they are unsure about themselves or just feel like they are not ready yet and they just need to do this final thing to get ready. And these final things never end. And usually it might be like getting the perfect body or getting the perfect job with the perfect salary. But most of the times, actually these things don't really matter as much as we think about them. And here come the things that actually matter that mentioned by Simon Sinek, and I agree with him on that, where we have the intellectual compatibility, where you need your partner to be on a similar intellectual level with you, like you need them to stimulate you intellectually, or when you want to describe something to them, you need them to interact in the proper way and understand what you're talking about and you want to learn from them as well. So this is a very important point. The second point is emotional compatibility. This one is one of the biggest because relationships are all emotions and you want someone to support you on your good days and bad days as well. Knowing that this person will show up for you no matter what. This is a big requirement in the relationship. And that means that this person has the ability to read your emotions and understand your different moods or states and provide you with the proper support. And the third point is the creative and physical compatibility, which means like like sexual compatibility and physical attractiveness, which is also a big part in the relationship. And finally, we have the circumstances. And this one is a tough one, for me at least. As we had to part ways in two relationships of mine because of that, while having all the three other things checked. And circumstances mean basically time, location, and other things in life that might get in the way of you having a successful relationship. But other than that, in my opinion, there is no excuse that this relationship cannot work other than you are not willing to make it work. Like there is no rule that you should be similar or different or any other thing that you might think of as uh, an essential requirement. Maybe you have some checklist for height, income or other metrics. These are all nonsense and these are all personal blocks between you and finding your ideal partner. Because for me, for example, I always thought that I would never date someone who is taller than me, but I ended up in a long-term relationship with a girl who is taller than me and it was like the best relationship in my life. So that's not a real excuse. I also dated people from different cultures and countries, different religions, different social status, and it was all fine. We never broke up because of these differences. Then the question is, why are we being so picky and choosy about partners and not having it easy like the old days? The answer, in my opinion, is accessibility. 
which means that currently we have access to thousands if not millions of people worldwide and we did not have this luxury before which will definitely lead us to the paradox of choice and you might or might not have heard of Dunbar's number this number is an interesting finding it's a theory and it's debatable whether it's accurate or not but it definitely has some sense of reality and it's based on a research done by a scientist called Dunbar and the main thesis was that apes in general are social animals so this scientist did some studies on the brain size of these animals and based on that he managed to get a number a single number that represents what is the capacity of the brain to form meaningful connections with how many people and when he did the calculation on humans he found that the number was 148 which was rounded later on to 150 and uh, it was it is known now as the 150 rule so that means we have the capacity to form meaningful connections with only 150 people around us again don't take this number for granted it's not 100% accurate some people might say that it might be up to 200 or 250 but what that means is we definitely have some very limited capacity to form meaningful connections with others and it is far below the people who we have access to nowadays and the relationship by definition is taking this meaningful connection to the next level into the relationship but based on these numbers we can tell that we don't have the capacity to have meaningful connections with all the people that are currently potential dates for us where in the past we used to live in small groups we had small communities we all knew each other we used to like meet people at school every single day the same people and we don't know anyone else outside that circle which made it easier to form these connections and convert connections to relationships where now the situation is much more difficult and here comes the rise of dating apps and don't get me wrong i don't want to demonize dating apps they might be very useful and they have their own purpose especially like they are not the cause of the problem they are just an attempt to fix it but in my opinion they are adding to the problem because we ended up in a situation of someone i heard they they call it relationship shopping where we are just shopping for people on this dating app and swiping left and right and the problem with it for me is that it's very superficial like we are swiping right or left based on very superficial values we don't know these people we know nothing about them as humans we only see their photos their physical appearance which might not be accurate and some of their metrics maybe height maybe we can see the uh, job title something like that which is very very superficial and in real life when we fall in love we don't look at anything like that 
But the misconception that these apps are emphasizing is that we need to choose the best fit for us. So for girls, for example, this will set a very high expectation because the girl now, she has access over this app to to a limited or infinite number of guys. And now in the back of her head, she will think that now I have the chance to make my early childhood wish list come true where she will start checking every single box with every guy and see who is the perfect fit for her like the perfect income perfect height perfect body perfect looks and everything so this situation becomes more like a game than finding a real relationship and the same thing might happen with guys because also because of social media and setting unrealistic body expectations so the guy now is not satisfied with the average girl with the average body and he's looking always for this girl with the supermodel body shape and body type and all these features but again not to demonize dating apps they might be a great tool especially for people who are introverted or they are shy to meet others in real life they might provide them with a very useful tool but the statistics show that uh, only 10 to 12 percent of dating apps users are able actually to find a meaningful relationship not necessarily lasting but just a relationship from this app and the majority of users are not even having dates which is completely shocking, but at the same time expected in hindsight because the goal of the dating app company is to make money and to keep their users in. And if you are able to find your partner that easily, you will be off the app and you will not be paying them. So it's a losing business. And I tried dating apps myself because I'm currently single and uh, it was a complete comedy show because I got matched with a lot of people but we we don't talk like we don't even talk it's just like I, d- I don't know what kind of game we're playing but it certainly feels like just let's match and never talk so then what is the solution we've been all the way talking about the problems but how can we fix that how can we actually make it work well i wish i have a definite answer but i'll try my best so in my opinion the first step we need to take towards dating and finding love is coming from ourselves we need to become attractive to the people who we want to attract and let me explain this giving the current competitive dating market and the current standards we need to be the best versions of ourselves in order to stand out in the crowd but that doesn't mean at the same time pretending to be someone else or faking it or being pretentious we just need to be ourselves Because only in this way, the people who are attracted to us will be genuine and will have a high potential to build a long-lasting relationship. The best thing someone can do is just to find their strengths and capitalize on them and try to make them better. And no need for any tricks or pickup lines or any 
weird dating advice that will make you actually act not as yourself in order to get that date. But later on, this person who you are dating, they will find out and that will put your whole situation in question. So let's assume now you're ready. The second most important point in my opinion is to expose yourself and exist in places that you might find a potential match. Which means that you can invest in activities that you would like it to be a common interest between you and your partner. It also means avoid activities that you don't wish your partner participate. And a very relevant example of that, I fell for it myself, for example, is let's say the high probable places that you will find matches as let's say you are a guy and looking for a girl it will be usually a club right so when you go to the club you will be trying to find a girl that might be a potential partner but here comes the catch if i ask you would you like your partner to be existing in a club alone if your answer is no then you are looking in the wrong place then you might not consider clubs because people who are going to clubs are not your type and it's not enough that it is just a stereotype that you might find people in clubs or maybe it is your type then you know where to go the same applies on for example drawing classes you might try to go to a drawing class to find a potential partner but do you really like a girl for example who practices drawing you might not you might find that boring then it's not your place and so on so try to participate in activities that you find it's high likely that your future partner will be in and my final advice would be a little bit ruthless but lower your expectations or remove them at all because as i said a relationship will work if we want it to work no matter what it doesn't matter if you have common interests it doesn't matter if you are completely different from different countries from different cultures it doesn't matter the only thing matters is you're willing to make it work and by that i would like to wrap things up and i want just to say that by understanding the paradox of choice the impact of social media and the importance of meaningful connections we can navigate the dating landscape with more clarity and purpose keep in mind that no one is perfect and love is a journey of growth and discovery whether you decided to swipe or search for love in unexpected places know that your journey is unique and worth every moment And I hope you learned something new from today. And in next episodes, we will dive into the other stages of relationships and discuss everything in details as we did today, including breakups and heartbreaks, of course, taking a scientific statistical approach as we usually do. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast, leave a review, share it with your friends. And remember, in the vast multiverse of possibilities, your love story is waiting to be written. Until the next time, see you.